Revelation 19, verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness doth he judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had written that no man knew. He had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Let's pray again. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would now open our understanding. And through your Holy Spirit, would you enlighten us again to thy word. And we pray, Father, that this evening, Lord, we would be aware, if not before, yet even more aware of the things that are happening in our society in our nations, in our province, and Father, things that are happening around this world. Make us aware, make us awake, and we pray, O God, in Jesus' name, that you would speak to your people to be up and doing. Lord, that we would walk circumspectly in our faith and walk with you. Father, I just want to tarry this second in your presence for your anointing. To tarry, Lord, for you to say things that you would have me to say through my lips. That the Spirit of God would have free course and your word would find a lodging place in all of our hearts tonight. For those watching online live at this minute. Wherever they are in the world, we pray you'd bless them as well. We ask it in Jesus' name, Father, for his glory. Amen. Amen. When the King comes, King of kings and Lord of lords, second coming of Christ, when Messiah comes, he's going to find the world not in a better condition, not in a better place, as many would have you think. Today, there is teaching that is rife among charismatic churches that we are going to be so powerful that we will change the world and Christ will not come until we're finished with it. Brothers and sisters, that is not what it says in the Word of God. This world will get worse. Nation against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. The depravity of our society will get worse. Man's hearts will fail them for fear. And we're going to look at some of it this evening. And But for the coming of Christ, our nations would be in such darkness, depravity, and total despair. From war, from famine, from weariness, through sinning, through man's hands and the wickedness of man's device. And if Christ did not come, this world would become not just a mess, but a mass of floating debris and cinder smoking in outer space. Man would have the finish of himself. Would you turn with me, please, and mark Revelation 19 to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. And let's just read from verse 25. The Lord Jesus is the speaker. And he says, There shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars, notice, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts feeling them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see, notice then, shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power 
and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Notice, these things are happening on the earth. The master says that they'll begin to happen and when they get increased to happen, the idea is when they start growing in immensity, he says they'll happen, you will see the Son of Man. Not secretly, you will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven. Christ is coming, brothers and sisters. And notice this, he says in Luke 21 and in verse 25, Upon the earth the stress of nations with perplexity. With perplexity. The word perplexity is the word aporia or aporia, as some may pronounce it. And it really means a state of quandary. The nations will be in a state of quandary. It means no way out. They get themselves into a fix. There's no way out. It means to be at a loss. Mentally, they can think of no other avenue to turn back from where they've gotten themselves into. And they know not as what they should do. Jesus said the nations would be like that before he comes back to earth again. That's the words of the master. Notice what W.E. Vine said on this word and this verse, perplexity of nations. Listen, I'll quote him. It means at a loss for a way. Distress of nations finding no way out. No solution to their embarrassments. At one's wit's end. At a loss how to proceed. And finding themselves without resources to do so. I thought it really strange here that W.E. Vine would write, no solution to their embarrassments. Look at the state of our nation tonight. Our nation, Great Britain, the United Kingdom, has become an embarrassment. The government is an embarrassment. Cap in hand to everyone around the world, especially to the European Union, to see how they will allow us our freedom. Our liberty. An embarrassment in Parliament where they can find uh, nothing in common with each other. Embarrassment in our own uh, devolved government here where there isn't one. I don't complain about that, but that's another story. (laughs) I don't believe there should have been one in the first place, but that's something else. And notice an embarrassment in Europe. We see the rise of the far left. We see the rise of the far right and we see that they cannot get them to join together even for to govern their nations. Italy is now going into crisis. Greece is in crisis. Hungary, they're rising up. And then when we go into Austria are starting, Germany even are starting to rise up. We see it in France and right across and it's like we said that man from the dream of Daniel chapter 2 when Nebuchadnezzar had dreamed a dream, the head of gold and the chest and arms of silver, the belly of, of brass and the legs of iron and then the feet of iron and clay and iron and merry clay doth not mix together. So we see the, the, the mass immigration that's flooded across Europe. It's not mixing together. There are those who are rising on the left hand and on the right hand and now they're starting to fragment Babylon the Great is going to fall, brother. Sister, Babylon the Great will fall completely. We need our nation out. Notice this embarrassment in the United States. There's race wars starting between the different races. Trump haters and Trump lovers and different things going up between walls and everything else to do with it. And we know that we have spoken briefly about some of these things. And You see, it's an embarrassment because men don't know how to get on. Men don't know what to do with the situation. And the governments have become into a state of quandary. Russia is now uh, standing by Iran. Iran wants to blow the Israeli state off the map. The Israeli state says they're going to retaliate. Iran has now attacked naval fleet. And a naval fleet have now said just this week, I don't know if you've seen it or not, I said, there you go. The naval fleet in America, they were interviewed and they said, if they attack us, we will hit them with full force. 
Ezekiel 38, we spoke about that. Gog, Magog, Meshach, and Tubal. The, the, the hordes of Russia and then Turk, uh, the house of Dagarma and all of his bands, Turkey and the Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan and all of those stand countries, all those Turkmoid countries are, are, are vastly Muslim. Do you know that Russia and China, communist Russia, and well, they say they're not communist, they still are, but communist Russia and China have been for years doing military exercise, I mean for years, and it's called the Shanghai Cooperation where they've been joint, doing joint military exercises off the coast of, of Western Russia. All of these things are saber-rattling, and Britain and Russia are at a, an all-time low with their, with them between themselves. The nations are gathering together. The nations are fighting with each other, saber-rattling on the left hand and on the right. So perplexity, the Lord Jesus got the word 100% right. It's an embarrassment in government. The world is embarrassed by their leaders and they don't know what to do and they can't work it out. Listen, they're only people anyway at the best of time. They're at one's wit's end and they're at a loss how to proceed to get themselves out of it. Gives the idea they've driven into a cul-de-sac. That's the word for uh, perplexity. Notice, and on the earth the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, Men's hearts filling them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. We looked last couple of weeks at Revelation chapter 16. The sixth angel pours his vial out upon the earth and the great river Euphrates dries up. The great river Euphrates was a Turkish Ottoman Empire. We told you about that. We haven't time to go through it all again. And it dried up, went right round that fertile crescent round the Euphrates River where all the people populated because it was all desert outside of that. And the Turkish Ottoman Muslim Empire started to dry up. The river Euphrates, as it were, dried up. And by 1917, the seven times punishment of the House of Judah uh, finished when General Allenby went in uh, to Jerusalem and liberated Jerusalem without a shot being fired, without a bomb being dropped. I noticed this. From that came communism in the same year. Remember I told you? The Bolshevik Revolution. Communism. Mao Zedong took it to China. Then you had the Chinese nationals fighting. Until you have China where it is today, they moved to Taiwan. And all of these things happened after 1917. The visions of Fatima, the lying visions of Fatima, of the three shepherd children saying that Mary appeared to them in a vision and says, and it says, consecrate my, uh, Russia to my sacred heart. And war was starting against Russia at this time. All of these things kicked off at 1917. We find from there uh, that the nations have never been the same since. And New nations started. Look at what it says in verse 29 of Luke 21. And he spake a parable unto them. He spake to them a parable, pardon me. Behold the fig trees and all the trees when they now, notice when they now shoot forth. You see and know of your own selves that summer is now at hand. So likewise ye, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is now at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Notice the Lord mentions something here. He says the fig tree and all the trees. The fig tree was a symbol of Judah, the southern kingdom. Rather it became known then as a symbol of the Jews. And the Lord says, behold the fig tree. Remember when he walked in Palestine or the Holy Lands at the time. Remember when he walked around and he cursed the fig tree. There was no fruit found on it. And he cursed the fig tree. And the next day Peter says, Lord behold the tree which thou cursest. It was all shriveled up and dried up. And that represented the Jewish nation of his day. And that Jewish nation was decimated. And the temple was destroyed. And uh, Titus came from Rome and carried them all away. And there was a million of them perished. The fig tree of the Jews were no more as a nation. And Jesus says in the last days before his coming again, he says, behold the fig tree. And from 1917 to the end of the, uh, of the house of Judah's uh, punishment, Leviticus 26, the Lord says, I will punish you seven times more for your sin. 604 
B, C. We take seven times punishment. You're going to have to look up other things. I've done it all in detail. One time says 360. Seven 360s is 2,520. And when you take 604 BC and you start taking away 2,520 years, you come right up to the year minus one. You add one because there's no zero. And you go plus one AD. And you keep taking the 2,520 years off. And you come to the year 1917, the year that, the, that General Allenby had walked in the Jaffa Gate of Jerusalem. In the exact year. And from that, all of this has happened. Bolshevik revolution. Millions of Christians, professing Christians died. And then communism, Trotskyism, Marxism. And starts this Babylonian system all starts to regather itself together in different facets. The dragon, the red dragon of communism and Bolshevism. The beast of Europe starts to rise after the Second World War. 1948, the fig tree is planted again. Comes into the, the land of Israel. And that's the fig tree that the Lord says, before I come, the fig tree will be there. Notice it shoots forth leaves. He didn't say there's fruit on it. As a nation, it still rejects Christ, still rejects the Messiah, the Lord Jesus. It's showing forth leaves, but there's no fruit. You maybe get some, some people are getting saved, but nationally there's no fruit. And he says, behold the fig tree, 1948, and all the trees, when they shoot forth leaves. Who's all the trees? Well, if the fig tree is a nation or a people, then so also are all the others. And that communist block had the break. Why? Because God was going to use it. 1989 to 91 was the break of the Soviet Union. And then, of course, from there was a springing forth of little nations. Jesus says this would happen in the last day. The fig tree, 1948. Notice, here's some of the nations I've written down. Ex-Soviet Union states, the Baltic states like Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Eastern Europe, Belarus, Moldova, the Ukraine, Transcaucasia, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Central Asia, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, and what does it say in Ezekiel 38? The house of Tagarma and all his bands. That's all those nations there. They had to be released that they would gather. They were all mainly Muslim except for Georgia. Nearly every one of them is well over 70% and some of them to 90 some percent Islamic. And now they have been doing the Shanghai cooperation for the last few years, being brought into it. And they're doing these war games with Russia and China. Can you see it all coming together? And Jesus says that these nations would show forth their leaves. We have Kosovo, Macedonia, Serbia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Montenegro, Croatia, Slovenia, Slovakia, the trees of the field. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ has said. Listen, the fig tree and all the trees. All new trees from 1948. There's been older ones. But they're just from the breakdown from 1991. That I know of anyway. There could be others that I've forgotten. You see, the word of God always gets it right, doesn't it? I notice in Revelation 16, when we looked at it, that, that river Euphrates dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east. That's who we're talking about, China, Korea, North Korea. Even India's rising now. Kings of the East. And you think of where the land of Israel is, further east, further east. And it gives the idea that it's the place from the rising sun where Japan is and so on. All these nations growing. And so all of this has happened. And then we're told as to the three, the three spirits like frogs were devils who were gathering all the kings and to gather unto the nation of the battle of that great day of God Almighty known as Armageddon. You're sitting in it today. 
You're sitting in it tonight. You're seeing it on your news. Do you think it'll settle down? It might. For a while. For a while. If you ask me what's going to be the biggest explosion of it, it's going to be all to do with that little bit called the Israelite state. So that's what it's about. I love it or loathe it, that's what it's about. That's the blue touch paper. Now notice, we're told us to gather them together. Then we have the seventh angel pours out his vial in the earth. And he cries, it is done. And there's great hail, as it were, pictured coming out of heaven, speaking of the war and tribulation. And from Revelation 16 into 17 into 18, we have sort of broken it down the last week or two for you a little. And we had Babylon political. We had Babylon ecclesiastical. Remember, I told you about all the ecumenical movement that's happening. And, and, and the, 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 the papacy's right at the center of it, bringing in uh, Islam and, and they're bringing in Judaism and they're bringing in the Hindu and they're bringing in the Charismatics and they're bringing in some of the Presbyterians now and they're bringing in the Methodists all around them. They're bringing in these silly, stupid Protestants and they're bringing them all in who think it's all fantastic. Let's all get together and let's all have a good time and love one another. They're bringing it in. The problem is there's millions who are going to die without Christ. This isn't about Protestant and Catholic. This is about saved and lost. It's about saved and lost. And notice this. This Babylon political, ecclesiastical, and then Babylon we had economical where the banking system of the world has taken all of these mysteries, religions, and all of these things, are all mingled together. And in three facets, remember we're told Babylon, that great city, it's a tripart city. That's your three parts, political, ecclesiastical. <clears throat> Excuse me, political, ecclesiastical, and economical. And what it is, is they don't to control the masses. Not they're doing either, implementing new laws. Did you read about it for Northern Ireland? They're implementing new laws. The Lord Chief Justice is now going to sit down because they have to define exactly what hate speech is. Do you know what hate speech is? Truth. Truth is a new hate speech. And he wants to, they want to define it. So it means if you speak anything of truth, you're a hater and worthy of punishment. Just this week, they announced that they're now putting laws down. Notice this. They want to control the banking systems with centralized banks. So hence they attacked Libya and Iraq. That's why they attacked them. Because the, these Edomite Jewish bankers who hide away in the background... They've got their thing. These are Jews who say they're Jews, but are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. And they are manipulating governments. In Ezekiel 38, we spoke of how the world will be thrown into a dreadful and disastrous conflict. What about the sin of our society? Isaiah chapter 5, verse 18. Now, when Glenn sent me a wee, what about these chapters? This was one verse that I had been musing on and I thought, right, i got to speak. All this message came from this one verse. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 18 says, Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin as it were with a cart rope. Now how on earth did that, I get all of that out of that? Let me tell you what this means. Woe unto them. That draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin as it were with a cart rope. Let me tell you what a man called Hardby Rand once wrote about this. And I agree to a point with him, but I think it's a greater one. But listen to this. One sin draws another 
until finally the accumulation of evil has become as strong and as thick as cart rope. Wickedness has often small beginnings, but when persisted in, it ultimately reaches great magnitude. That's what he wrote, and I thought, yep, I think you've got it there, but let me give you a little bit further for it. In the book of Isaiah, again, Isaiah 46, verses 1 and 2. Isaiah 46, verses 1 and 2 says, Bell bieth down, Nebo stoopeth. Their idols are upon beasts and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy loaden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. You see, Bell bieth down and Nebo stoopeth. Bell and Nebo are two names of two Babylonian gods. Two Babylonian gods. Remember, this is the same Babylon from Nimrod's day, right through to the man with the head of gold in Daniel chapter 2, with the whole vein of it right down through those kingdoms that we spoke about, right into the European Union today, and to the world system. Bel is where we get the name, for example, Belshazzar. Belshazzar had his feast in Daniel chapter 5. Takes the name after their god Bel. Bel Zebob is part of that. Nebo is another one named for their god, and Nebo is where you get Nebopolisar, one of the, 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 the gods, or pardon me, one of the kings that came, and he was named after his god. Nebuchadnezzar is another one who took away uh, Judah, the house of Judah, into Babylon, where we read of Daniel in Babylon and so on, taken from the Babylonian gods. And here the Lord says through the prophet unto Israel, Bel bieth down and Nebo stoopeth. What you're doing, he says, is sometimes they put it on these statues, big monolith statues onto a cart and the old animals had to pull it and they were struggling. They were weary with carrying the gods that they said that they believed in, that Israel had turned to rather than the living God, Yahweh. And so at times they put ropes around them to hoist them into place. Thin cords would have been for smaller idols Thicker cards for the bigger ones. And they pull them into place. In other words, your thick cart rope, you pull your own God along with it. Here's what the United Kingdom's doing tonight. Bell and Nebo and the Babylonian mysteries are now in the church. They're now in the banking system all Babylon. They're now in the political arena. And there's wars going on around because of them. And the Lord says, you are trusting and you are giving not only of your time, not only of your worship, but you're giving yourself to Baal, to Nebo, and the mystery religions of Babylon rather than turning to the God of your fathers. The God who caused revival fires to burn in Ulster. The God who caused revival fires to burn in Scotland and the Hebrides and the Scottish Islands. The God who caused revival fires to burn in Wales and across England and Cornwall. What we do now is we live a life serving these gods. He says, you have to even move your own gods. They can do nothing for you but yet you'll have them over me. Do you know why our nation will have them over him? Because there's no responsibility with them. We have a responsibility how we live and act before him. In Genesis chapter 6, in verse 5 it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every, notice this, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Genesis 6 and verse 11 says, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Verse 12 says, And God looked down 
upon the earth. And behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And the Lord Jesus says, as it were in the days of Noah, these are the days of Noah, as it were in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the coming of the Son of Man. That we would have those sort of days when he comes again. And so we're told here of what the state of the world was in the nations. Notice what it says in verse 11. The earth was also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Verse 12, and God looked down upon the earth. Now, sometimes we think, well, he's in heaven, he's just looking down. It's very graphic, the idea of this word here, to look down. Gives the idea as though someone would be on their belly looking out over a ledge like this. I'll try and do it here. It's the idea of it. Penetrating, investigating gaze. And when God looks at the shame of our land, when God looks at the sin of the hearts of men and women. God looks at the godlessness. That's the idea. It says three times, we're corrupt before God. It was corrupt for all flesh, had corrupted his way. And the word corrupt here is the word shakath. Here's what it means, you ready? To go to ruin. To go into perversion, to be immorally perverse and to act wickedly. And I don't know if you're seeing the things that I'm seeing, but everywhere I look, there's nothing but perversion and wickedness everywhere. In Matthew 24, as I mentioned, the Lord Jesus says, In the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. But look at what it says here in Psalm 14, verses 1 to 3. Psalm 14. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. See, every time I I hear or see someone saying, I don't believe in God, you know what I can think of? Fool. You're a fool. I didn't say it. He did. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Notice, They are corrupt. In other words, they are uh, perverted, immorally wicked, gone in to ruin. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven. There it is again. It's the same tense. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any that did understand and seek God. Notice, the Lord looks like this, as it were. Although he's a spirit everywhere, it gives us the idea of looking like this. Does anyone understand? Does anyone understand? Is there anyone that will look to me? Is there anyone that will seek me in these days? Is there anyone that will seek me in these times? Is there anyone that will understand the times you're living in and turn to me? The idea of this. I want to go out and drink. Fornicate. And I want to go out and do. I want to go out the weekend. And I love my. There's something the other so much. God looks down from heaven to see if you would even understand. They are all gone aside. They are all together become. Filthy. See that word filthy? Have you ever got up some morning and maybe the milk's been out too long and you haven't realised it and it's curdled and it's went sour? You pour it into the bowl and you don't notice it's one gloopy lump. Oh, well, you're busy. Has anybody ever done that? I have. Hope you didn't continue to eat it. That's the idea of filthy here. The exact idea. God says, I look at Oh, they're like sort milk. You turn me, he says. 
Isn't that strong? That's the idea of this word. You're filthy. You turn my gut like sword and milk with your fornication and your sin and depravity. Now he's not talking about you as God's people who are washed in the blood. He's talking about the unsaved. He's talking about the nations. He's talking about the the way things are around our world. You make me sick. Just one thing while we're here. If God, according to his word, feels like this about sin, how can the Christ rejecter ever think they'll stand before him in glory and enter into his kingdom? He says, you make me sick. And you'll go places where they'll tell you he loves everybody. It's all about the love. We'll look at that in a minute. Will you turn with me, please, to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And this is so sad. We've looked at the nations and where they are. Gives us indication of times, signs of the times. Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Tell you what, pardon me, verse 24. Pardon me. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the loss of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Are you reading this with me? Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause... God gave them up unto foul affections, and even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God, and they may not like to retain God in their knowledge. Notice that. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Notice here, God gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to the son of their own bodies between themselves. And I would love to know how the so-called, some of the so-called established churches and places can accept this practice and lifestyle. Even to put them into place and position of leadership. Here's something, another quote. Are you ready? It's from a man called Lucian Greaves. Has anybody ever heard of him? I'll tell you who he is. He's the co-founder of the Satanic Temple. He's the co-founder of the Satanic Temple. And there's 20 chapters of the Satanic Temple in the United States alone. Now you and I, because he was answering, and he was answering in, a, in, a, it was a, in a, a written debate, and he was answering saying, oh, it's not all about spooky stuff as it were. It's not all about just about devil stuff as it were. Yes, it is, but it's all hidden. Yes, it is. It's all about spirits. The Bible tells us it, but it's all hidden. Now, notice this. Here's what he says about Satanism. You ready? Satanism is about, ready, personal sovereignty and independence and freedom of will. That's the co-founder of the Satanic Temple. I'm going to read it again. Satanism is about personal sovereignty and independence and freedom of will. Now listen, in Genesis chapter 3, we're told that God doth know the serpent said unto Eve, that in the day that ye eat thereof of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for God doth know in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. You'll have your own sovereign will. Your own choice. Your own independence. You'll be your own God, in other words. You'll be God of your own destiny, God of your own life. And when I tell you, 
How many charismatic teachers have you heard saying that? Speak your own destiny into your own life. How many of you heard say this? So-called Pentecostals. They're not Pentecostals. Don't label me with that. You speak your own words, your own destiny, and that's your life, is it? I thought I had a sovereign Lord who plans out my life. Personal sovereignty and independence from God, from God's law, from his commandments and from morality. Freedom of will, freedom of choice. Listen, Adam and Eve took their freedom that God gave them. They became so-called gods, knowing good and evil, or gods of your own life. But they were lost. Here's something about your own sovereignty. You ready? I know this is going to, not going to go down well with people. Don't mean in here, but... I know it's not going to be taken well, but I'm just going to say it as it is. What about infanticide? Known as abortion. My choice. My own sovereign will. What about that? My body. Yeah, that might be, but the one inside you isn't your body. It's the baby's body. What about love is love? Told you I was going to touch on it. I seen a, a certain politician with love is love in his hand up like this with a picture. Some of you know what I'm seeing it. Love is love. Is it? What a stupid thing to say. Is it? Well, if love is love, then what about an adult falling in love with a child and thinking he can abuse it? But you know what the problem is? They're putting P on the end of LGBT and so on for pedophilia. Men are attracted people, they call them. They're perverts. Mom, brothers and sisters, aren't they? What about if love is love? What about if a brother falls in love with his sister? Is that okay? Or a sister or a brother. Oh, here. Or what about if two brothers fall in love or two sisters fall in love then? Love is love. What does it finish? Love is love. What about if someone wants to fall in love with your wife and your wife says, I can love the two of you? Is that okay? Or your husband's sister? You, he loves you, but he loves her too? Or maybe two or three other ones? Is that okay? Love is love. What a stupid thing to say. You may love others, you may fall in love with others, but listen, if it's not your husband, keep your hands off him. And if it's not your wife, keep your hands away from her. And don't ever touch a little child. Ever. Love is love. Do you know they had a parade two weeks Saturdays ago down in Belfast? The transgender parade. There wasn't that many added, I'm told. I, I wasn't there. But <laughs> I'm told. And one of them had a flag on it with the LGBTQ, whatever else there is. And I'm not trying to be facetious, I just don't know them all. P at the end of it. Peter flag. Is this where we're going? Is this where we're going? What about bestiality if you fall in love with your dog? There's a woman in Canada who her dog last year. Did you see that? Love is love. I have to admit, I love my dog, but... <laughs> not that much. <laughs> In Romans chapter 1, verse 26, it says, For this cause gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving it in themselves that recompense of the error. 
which was meat. Now listen, we're not talking about hating people here. There's the heterosexual community. Heterosexual community are sleeping around and living it up and doing as they like and the, the young women have become worse than the young men. Listen to what Romans 3 says because I want to remind himself where I was saved from. The pit, the sin, the shame, the depravity. Romans 3 and 10 says there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 18 says there is no fear of God before their eyes. And in verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, read it. Read the chapter when you go home. I have in time. I just want to pick out a couple of lines from verse 1. This is what Paul writes to Timothy. Know this also that in the last days perilous times shall come. The last days perilous times shall come. In verse 2 he says, men shall be lovers of their own selves. It's all, it's, it's all from Satan. According to Lucian Greaves, the founder or co-founder of the Satanic Temple. According to him, this is all Satanic. And in 2 Timothy 3 and verse uh, 4, we're told that men shall be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Satan isn't a wee man, you know, with comes with the wee horns, he's all painted red and a wee long tail and a trident in his hand. He comes as an angel of light. He was a created spirit. And it's to make it look good that you and I may, if we are without understanding, that you and I will will accept everything as normal, natural, and right. This is the world we're living in. The nations are fighting against nations, saber-rattling. There's terrorism all over. There's terrorism all over. All over the world, different countries. And we in Ulster know all about terrorism. And because you claim that you were from Ulster or from Ireland, it doesn't mean it makes you any less a terrorist than Al-Qaeda or ISIS. Genesis 11 and 6, Nimrod. You ready? Building the Tower of Babel. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. They begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Notice, trying to get them together, trying to bring them together. One worldism, one religion, anti-God, anti-Christ, globalist, godless society, living in their imaginations, lobbyist groups being funded. I read this week about the groups that are funded by George Soros alone, and I couldn't, there was that many of them, I just thought, I'm not even going to try and write those down because it'll take me all day to write them. The lobbyist groups. So I'll close. Thank you for your attention. James 5 and 8, he says, The coming of the Lord draweth nigh. The coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Revelation 19 and 16, he had on his vesture and on his thigh name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So this coming King of kings and Lord of lords, the Lord Jesus Christ, the coming of him that draws nigh. The word coming is the word parousia or parousia. Okay? Here's what it means. Gives the idea of the arrival, the advent, the visible, physical, literal, personal presence. See, Jesus is here in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. He's with us. He's in us as believers. But the literal presence of Jesus, the visible, physical presence of Christ coming in the clouds in the person of the Son of God. He's coming. It means it's when a faith gives way to sight. 1 Thessalonians 4, Paul tells, tells us that of the coming of Christ and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. We'll come back again to rule and reign with Christ. To this world that he's coming with a rod of iron. 
to smite the nations. And listen, Revelation 1 and 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so. Amen. Can I ask you, church, what we've spoken of tonight, can you see it? What's going on? Are you aware? Are you aware? You're not walking around with blinkers on you. There's nobody will leave CET and be able to say, no, we knew nothing about this. Do you know Alison had a three friends and every time for years they went to a Pentecostal church and I mentioned where they went but they went to a certain Pentecostal church and we were sitting around the dinner table one day with them we talked about the second coming of the Lord and things were happening they asked us to stop we said why you're frightening me I said at the second coming of Christ our great hope yeah I've never heard this before. We've heard little bits and pieces, but I know nothing of it. Never in church for years. For years. They were petrified. Now I'm going to tell you, see, when Christ returns, it's not going to be a picnic. But for see for those who have been saved, see for those of us, the redeemed saints of God, see for those of us who have trusted in the blood of Christ, those of us who have been to Calvary and are washed in the blood and forgiven of our sins, it's not a day for us to worry. It's a day for us to worship. It's to praise the name of the Lord. To be glad and rejoice in Him. And the old hymn says, Oh, the King is coming. The King is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding and now His face I see. The King is coming. The King is coming. Praise God. He's coming for me. Hallelujah. He's coming for you, is he? You saved. God bless us. We're tears tonight. For Jesus' name. Amen.